Welcome to Transition of Style, the podcast that explores the ways in which personal style and gender identity meet with host Phil, a.k.a. Corinne. Transition of Style is produced by Fashion Consort with music provided by Sarah FM and is sponsored by QueerCut, a radically inclusive shopping platform and queer community. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to TOS Check-In. Uh, TOS Check-In is an alternative format that we're doing during this time of the corona uh, pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic, where we check in with members of the community just to see how they're doing, find out you know, how they're faring during the pandemic. And today I'm speaking to a dear friend, Ilonka Sabine. Ilo, what's up? Hello, Phil. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? I'm good. Oh, it is always a pleasure to talk to you. I can see you on Zoom right now. It is this is a happy space for me right now. It is a happy, happy space. Likewise. It's, oh, thank you, thank you. Listen, so Elo, can you tell everyone about you a little bit about you and what you're doing right now um, during the pandemic? Sure. I'm Elon. I am a former uh, medical graduate from Venezuela. I came here and got asylum eleven years ago. Um, and now I'm a citizen and I right now trying to help out with a COVID effort in New York City, doing some work with the SOMOS organization in Queens, New York, uh, doing testing for coronavirus. Okay, so tell me, um, what, what does that entail for you? So what does your day look like? Well, I'm waking up really early in the yeah, morning because I live in, in Hamilton Heights. Uh, so I have, and I don't have a car like most New Yorkers. Waking up at 4, 4.30 in the morning so that I can get the 5, 5.10 in the morning A train. Then, you know, it takes an hour and a half, sometimes two hours to get there to the, to the site. And uh, then, you know, we get our equipment, our gear. We dress up. We parade all the way to our tents. And our different lines, the site where I'm working, we have from four to six lines every day. And we team up with really wonderful people. Phil, I, I like I'm just so in awe with the people who are working day in and day out in, in this site and every, in everywhere, you know, young kids and, and, and not so young kids who are helping, you know, distribute traffic, uh, getting people's names and date of birth and all, all those things so that we can test them and, and have their information that is, you know, accurate. Plus the other people who are helping, you know, the runners who get us stuff, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I spend five hours or so in a hot zone, so I can't move. So things, you know, when we run out of tests or we run out of gloves or we need whatever, we have people who can come and get us stuff. But they're there during, you know, storms in the cold, and they're coming in and working every day from Monday to Monday at the site. So I, I feel so grateful, always with a big smile, always like encouraging. Uh, every day I feel like so supported and so like it's it's just fantastic. The effort of, I don't know, it's, it's a community. I don't even know their names. I can probably not even recognize one of them because everybody's wearing masks. And so, you know, it's just a very interesting way of relating to people these days. Uh, that's incredible. Tell me about um, getting dressed and getting um, sort of like suited up for mm -hmm. testing. How long does that take? Now I think we're getting better at it <laughs> uh, after doing it for almost a month, I think. Um, so it, it takes like between five and 10 minutes. Uh, you have to be very careful, you know, put all the gloves that you, 
I'm, I'm usually wearing three pairs of gloves and tape and uh, making sure the masks are fit fitted well. Um, you know, I, have, I wear glasses, and so that is a very key issue because I'm wearing a mask, my glasses, and then a shield. And if I don't set it up just right, or if I smile too hard, or if I, you know, move my jaw in a weird way, I start getting uh, steam up my glasses, and I can't see very well. So it it, it is uh, a balance, and you know, I think we're I'm getting to the point where I know where things need to be. Yeah, and tape them everything. <laughs> everything down and so it's it's working i i can't it sounds so unbelievably it, it sounds really tedious and really hard is how did you get used to wearing this scarf like i mean for how many hours are we talking about well um i wear it from 7 a.m to 1 p.m yeah tuesday to saturday mostly every morning uh, it, I don't think you get used to it. I still, there are, there are moments where I feel a little panicky where I want to like grab everything and run away. I, I can get a little bit dizzy at times because it's very uncomfortable. And, you know, the masks, are, I have a dent in my nose and like <laughs> I'm getting some interesting rashes after every day from, from the masks. But, you know, it's, it's when, once you're focusing on what you're doing, then you kind of forget about the right. how uncomfortable because you're not sitting down. You can't take bio breaks because that means, you know, having to do the whole process again. And we're trying not to use, uh, you know, PPEs are uh, uh, something of a, I don't know, like a privilege these days to be able to wear. And so we're trying to be very careful and just use one per day. So that's, you know, a couple hours of having to just stand there. And I mean, it's, just what you're doing is so incredible, but I think that no one really, you know, people listening, most of these people don't really understand how uncomfortable this is, you know? So on top of you putting yourself in a situation where it's, you know, this is really difficult, you know, emotionally, I, I would imagine now you're also talking about some physical discomfort that people are not really aware of. How did you, how did you come into testing? Cause you, you're not, you, you don't work as a medical professional all the time. So, you know, how did, how did this happen? How did you get involved? So when this first started happening, I got very, very antsy and very anxious. You know, I, I, have, I have worked in, in the past as an emergency doctor and expedition doctor. And I have this kind of useless set of skills because I can't use them. Um, so I, I was feeling very anxious, like bouncing off the walls because I, I, I know how to help, but I am not allowed to help. So I started putting calls and I, I called a friend of mine who I, you know, she, she works in Long Island. She's a doctor also from Venezuela and uh, she knew me and she was, she's a, she works for SOMOS, the organization doing this. And she was like, we need people. There's not a lot of people uh, volunteering for these. So come, come on. And, and she onboarded me right away and I've been helping out with them. It's been very interesting because in the beginning it was like mostly only so most people it was two lanes uh, we were doing all the paperwork all the traffic thing and we were doing everything and little by little layers have been added where now the national guards are helping the army medics are helping we have the health government people and you know every every day is a new layer of uh it's like a city that's been uh erected in 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 the aqueduct racetrack in in queens Every day I see a little new change. Uh, it's something that's been done now a little bit more with more safety in place, with more like, so it's been, it's been interesting to see. 
You know, one of the things, I mean, I know you, right, personally, so it, it doesn't surprise me in the least that you're doing this because I know your character, I know the person that you are, but like what, for these folks listening who don't know you, what is it about you that made you say, I want to help, I want to get involved, I want to do something? What is it about you that made you want to do that, Elo? Because I know you and I, it, it doesn't surprise me in the least, but I want you to communicate that to everyone else. Well, I don't, I don't think I'm that unique. I think everybody is, is at odds and trying to, you know, how do you help? And, and for, for a lot of people, how do you help is staying at home. And that doesn't feel like, you know, uh, very helpful, but actually it is. I think it's the most, I don't know, it's one of the hardest things is to wait. And, and, and that's what you need to be doing at home. I, I just kind of happen to have a, a set of skills that could be useful. I come from a country where I we've experienced in Venezuela 22 years of, you know, a, a dictatorship where we've gone through a lot of different moments where we had to stay at home, um, not because of a virus, but because of uh, violence or because of uh, protests or because of uh, natural disasters. I, I've had the opportunity to be in, in these kind of crisis mode in the past. So I know what is in, in a way I know what it's needed. And I just, I, I got very lucky that I found a place where I could help some, somehow. And, and, you know, I have my full-time job and, and I, I'm very, very uh, grateful to, to my company as well, who, who has made all the efforts to, to allow for me to have the mornings so that I can come later to my regular job so that I can do both things. So I, I feel very, I've, I've had a lot of, like, this is not just me. This is a lot of people also trying to help. I know that. I know it's not just you, but I, I mean, I want to, I just want to point you out just because I know what you're like and I know the the amazing, you know, caring, warm person that you are. And it doesn't surprise me in the least that you're out here, you know, helping people. I know that there was an article in the Gothamist recently and you were sort of like in that article talking about how immigrants are helping right now and going to environments and helping testing with other immigrants. And, you know, I can't help but look at how you know, when you feel like you're a part of a community and whether it's a queer community or an immigrant community where you feel like you've been othered in some sort of way, it's so interesting that that same feeling, that same understanding of other of being othered is what seems to kick in when you show up to help people. And I think that's kind of what I'm seeing with you. I feel like you know what this feels like and you're like, and it drives you even extra hard to show up for people in this incredible way, which I just cannot say thank you enough for it's it's you're incredible you really are i i think it's a lot of you know i am um again i don't think that's quite i'm not unique in that way i do think that immigrants and queer people in general we know what it's feel what it feels like when there's no help and and i just happen to have a set of skills that are useful right now i wish that the narrative were changed in terms of how people refer to immigrants I mean, not, not particular. Everybody can be very hardworking, but I think that we know how to come. We come from places. The reason why we come here a lot is we are coming and running away from pretty terrible situations. So we know what it's like. And this is a pretty horrible like thing that we're experiencing. The world is experiencing. So I, I think that we know that we can't just, you know, stay at home and, 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 and if, if we can go out and help. And so I think that that's part of the drive. As a queer person, I, you know, I just want people to, to realize a, a lot of the times that we're so maligned in, 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 in the usual narratives. 
we're people. I think there's a lot of queer people in the medical fields, a lot of queer people helping out, and we know how to help. We've been othered, as you said. So I, you know, it just happened to be me at this particular second, but I, I, I don't think it's at all about me. I think it's a lot of uh, the, the people I'm working with. There are a lot of other Venezuelan doctors and, and doctors from Nicaragua and, and, and El Salvador and uh, China and Myanmar. So it's it's like, it's kind of cool to see all these people. Like we know we come from, from places where things have been hard for a while. So and amazing to take something, you know, experiences that would have been painful or very hard, like you said, and turn them into a gift, right? Turn them into serving. What what an incredible thing. Like it just, it warms my heart so much. You know, I, I want to talk about, you were a doctor in Venezuela, right? Yeah. And you, you can't, you don't practice, you know, medicine here now. No. And you can't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what does it feel like to be doing it again, like in this capacity? You're right. You have this set of skills that is very much in need right now. And you're like, you get to, you know, sort of put that hat back on and be a doctor and, and sort of like, or do something medical, something in the medical sort of like um, vein. What is it like for you? Because it must have been, it's, it's been a while since you've. Yeah. Here. I mean, I, I, I teach medicine and I'm in touch with a lot of doctors. That's what I do for a living now. But um I think what has been kind of, I don't know, I, I was talking to my therapist the other day. And she said something that I, I think was very helpful for me. It's uh, a lot of people who, I've see, who I'm seeing in these sites are people who have been staying at home or, uh, you know, life has become very reduced. And suddenly they're out, out here and they're seeing people that they have and, and they haven't talked to other people for a while. And so suddenly they have this like necessity to share part of their stories. And, and some of the stories are are so sad you know i see people who've lost their 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 significant other their parent two days ago or three days ago and you know people are being affected by this or or you know somebody whose spouse is in the icu at this moment or that's why they're getting tested or they're getting their kids tested because their partner died so to be able to talk for a couple seconds with people and try to receive what they are saying because it feels like they're 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 giving me something so that we can all together carry this tremendous thing that's happening. I'm just glad that they can say something and that I am there to receive that in. And then I'll share my part with, you know, with my friends and my family. I'm very fortunate that I have such good uh, people around me. Uh, so that I think it's it's about that, you know, like right now we are, we need to be sort of responsible in sharing our stories and the, and the stories of our friends and the people around us together. Uh, this is historic, and what we do from now, I think it's it's going to matter. I don't know. That's the feeling I get. You know, um, at the beginning of sort of like sheltering place and being locked in quarantine, you, being the fabulous person you are, and I'll, yes, I'll keep singing your praises. You sent out, <laughs> you sent out a messenger, like a Facebook messenger video, talking about you know the virus, talking about just speaking from the, the standpoint of, of, of a medical professional and your demeanor was so calming and so just confident. And it was just such a, a pleasure to be just your friend because I was able to take advantage of listening to you talk about easing fears a little bit. And I just, I, I mean, that was incredible. I think that one of the amazing things about you also is like being out and testing is that you have a very calm demeanor. And for right now, that is so necessary. So my question to you is like, do you feel like you've been able to tap into that to really put people at ease when you're testing them? 
I, I hope I am. I, I really hope that I that I am I, I, helping somehow. One of the main things that I see with all of this, Phil, is that there's so much disinformation. And so I, I, I find, I don't know if it's like the educator in me, both my parents are educators and, and I, I don't know, I've been in education my whole life too. But I, I feel like this is what's missing right now. Like, like knowledge is power. And in this moment, particularly, knowledge is a lot of power. Like if everybody's freaking out about what's going to happen. Uh, I've had, you know, people ask me if I have the virus, does that mean that I have to be like in jail in a hospital or is, does this mean a death sentence? Uh, there are some other people who are coming like, oh, I, I stopped brushing my teeth. Somebody told me that brushing my teeth was bad uh, because that could mean the virus is going to infect me. So like all these kinds of things and 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 not that I have all the knowledge by all means, I don't. But, you know, trying to to sort through all the messaging that's coming from so many different places. I have the possibility to see some of the things. So I, I want to try to like invoke that that and, and share some of the knowledge that I have and, and sort of like the common sense, like, yeah, this is going to be hard. This is going to be longer than most people are uh, thinking of it. This is this. There's no um, automatic magical vaccine that's going to happen in one month. I'm sorry, it's not. And so I feel that having the knowledge of, well, this is going to take a while. People can plan a little bit better their lives and can sort of like start internalizing okay we're going to be in the situation for a while so what are what are the things that i can do or need to do to preserve your mental health to preserve your 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 physical health and in jobs and all of that i feel like there's a lot of there's a lack of transparency that has me very concerned and so trying to to give the message of the things that i do know i i hope i'm helping somehow and, you know, if I don't know and people have questions, I am always happy to, like, let's figure it out together. Well, that's, a, you know. That's very you. <laughs> that's very you. All right. So before we wrap up, I do want to ask you, in order to take care of others, we have to take care of ourselves, right? So what are you doing during this time? I mean, because you're showing up in a big way. What are you doing to take care of yourself? Well, I, I'm trying to uh, get used to, to the the schedule that I have right now. So I'm, I, at this moment, I don't have a lot of time to do many things. So I'm trying to just, you know, I, I'm crashing very early, trying to catch up on sleep. Uh, today is my is one of my first days off. Uh, so Sundays are usually I'm trying to just, you know, rest and 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 recharge and, and be with my partner and, and, you know, like have that kind of contact and reach out to friends and family. I think that keeps me more balanced and I'm hoping that as time goes and, and I'm, I'm, I get a little bit stronger or more used to the schedule, then I can do other things. As long as you're taking care of yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I think I am. I'm being very careful and, and trying to, you know, stay, stay focused on the, on the good things of uh, eating as well as I can and sleeping whenever I can and stuff like that. Well, it, it looks like to me like you're taking care of yourself. You're, 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 you're being able to show up, right? So at some point without taking care of yourself, you'd, you'd find yourself crashing. You'd find yourself not being able to show up and you're doing that every day or, you know, several times a week. And so I think you're probably doing a really great job of that. And I'm glad you're doing a good job of that as your friend, kind of my job, make sure you're doing okay. <laughs> but so Ela, I just want to thank you so much for being on today. This was so incredible. I really appreciate you sharing your experiences. I just, it's so important for people to, to hear about 
the many different experiences happening during the pandemic. You know, we're all doing something a little different. And you know, what you're doing is is truly admirable. I really appreciate having you on. And thank you so much. I know that today is like one of your only days of, you know, days off, but that you would spend a little bit, little bit of it with us and just letting me know how you're doing and, and checking in. I so appreciate that. You're good for my mental health, so. Oh, uh, there it is. Checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. <laughs> Hilo, you're the best. Thank you so much. Please stay safe. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Transition of Style. If you like what you hear, please remember to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on our show page at transitionofstyle.com for more information and follow us to share in the conversation on Instagram at transitionofstyle. 